Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Alex Aldape, Todd Rosenfeld, and Nicholas Russell. Enjoy the show. What's Yo. up, everybody? We got the dynamic duo starting our tribals football. How you guys doing? Hope you guys had a great fucking weekend. Yeah, it was fantastic. It, it was. A, it was. A, it wasn't that bad of a weekend. No, not at all. So uh, obviously, we have two main topics. Then we're going to roll into the show, and. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm actually pretty fucking stoked about it. Yeah. So uh, Thursday night football in that lovely uh, sewage of a game that they had with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Pittsburgh kind of blow uh, gets their doors their doors blown off in this game. I think the final score yeah. is like twenty one seven. But the main topic of the game was just not the Cleveland Browns winning. It was the fact of uh, Miles Garrett with a late hit on Mason Rudolph and then a brouhaha starts. Indeed, a brouhaha. If you, that's what you wanted to, if that's what you, we were calling it, it was a, definitely a brouhaha. Well, I, I can't use the uh, the old JR slobber knocker line. <laughs> it's an old-fashioned slobber knocker. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to tell you, though, that uh, I watched the, the, the play like about 50 or 60 times. All right. Yeah. And uh, it, it just came out to be that. It, yeah, it, it was kind of one of those weird fights in, in a way. Yeah, um, because it was it was just not um, apparently Garrett doing the fight. Uh, but apparently Rudolph did have a hand in it. So at that oh, absolutely. Point, yeah. Rudolph is the one that started everything. That's what pisses me off, that Miles Garrett's the one that gets suspended. Should he have been suspended? Absolutely, he should have been suspended. I'm sorry, dude. You cannot go. It, like He happy gilmore that motherfucker. Like he, it, uh, That's the only thing I could think of when I was watching that. It's like uh, all the, the line that was going in my head, I'm the only one in hockey to ever take off my skate and try to stab somebody. You're the only top person that I think has ever beat somebody over the helmet with their own helmet. Um, that being said, my uh, Mason Rudolph started that whole thing. He was trying to rip Garrett's helmet off on the on the ground, and then like kept going at him, grabbed him in the dick. Like he he instigated that whole thing. And honestly, if you look at the footage. Garrett was walking off after ripping off the guy's helmet. And he had the helmet in the hand and he was wa- he was he was like walking away. Rudolph comes back after him and he turns around and boom. Fuck you, bitch. And then and it wasn't like he didn't even hit him hard. Like it didn't dent in his forehead or anything. But like it was a he barely hit him. And, and so I don't I mean it wasn't it wasn't crazy like it shouldn't have happened, but I think Rudolph should have got suspended as well for instigating. Um, well, he did get popped for 25 large. 
Yeah, but that's pennies, dude. Like that's nothing. This guy, the other guy's losing his might lose his career. Well, but then again, we also can say now that you want to uh, you want to put it toward the uh, Vontez perfect style of thing. This isn't Garrett's first uh, obvious um, issue with the NFL. There have no. been other issues where he looks like he has been uh, co-signing, saying like uh, kicking in the dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I just don't. I mean, uh, the people, the amount of fans that are like, are like football fans, are just like so enraged. God, I hope there weren't any children in the crowd that looked at their fathers and said, "Daddy, is this what football is?" Really? Like, are you fuck? I've seen. I saw that post. I saw that post, word for word, and I'm like. Get the fuck out of here. Does anybody, I mean, I know I wasn't alive then, but I, well, I love watching the game film. Has anybody looked at the Raiders in the 70s? Um, I, I, again, the ages are different, and I've seen some real brawls. I've seen, uh, they, were, they were like the two most offensive players. One was a defensive lineman, and the other one was uh, Bill Romanowski. He was on that list, but... I don't think it was has anything been close to this though. I mean, yeah, he hit him in the head with the helmet. I mean, we can't we can't deter away from the fact, but that's not the worst thing I think I've ever seen in football. I mean, I really I really don't think it is. And um uh, I think I definitely think that Mason Rudolph should have been suspended as well with his with his dented head ass. Well, it's kind of funny though because they didn't even throw a flag for the the late hit. And that kind of was even more escalating to the fact. Yeah. But all in all, though, I think four players got uh, four players got fines. Uh, three of them got suspended because now then another defensive lineman from the Browns came in. Uh, he kind of put another hit on Rudolph after he was raising his arms to the refs, like, "Yo, yeah. like, what the fuck's going on?" And then, like, I I I can't remember the guy's last name. Um. And it's really bad that I should know this, but uh, he got suspended for one game. The center got suspended for uh, three games, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers center. And a fine. He got a fine too. And, and I, I'm I'm sorry, but like to me, like I can't fathom the idea of saying that uh, he shouldn't have gotten off with what he did. Like I, I really think that this is probably one of the worst suspensions ever. Oh yeah. They could kick him out of the NFL for this. And then, I mean, but again, I I still don't. I mean, it's football. It's a contact sport. Yes, this was dirty. I agree 100%. But just the way the media is just blowing this out of proportion and the people that don't really watch football at all that think that this is the most audacious thing to ever happen in the NFL when they're just sitting there commenting, he should have been taken out of the stadium in cuffs. And fuck you. It's been worse. It, like it, crazier shits happen now that we just have all these rules that are i mean granted i don't think you get i think you know 10 years ago if you take your hel- take somebody's helmet off and smack him in the head with it i say it's a two game suspension and a fine yeah but you know what though they, they're kind of looking at it and i'm i'm actually surprised that they even said it uh, cause Rudolph didn't press charges it was actually assault they they consider it a deadly weapon yeah, well, that's because he's black, but that's another story. No, but Rudolph said, I'm not pressing charges because he's hoping and praying that the NFL takes care of it. And, well, they did. And, uh, 
you know, hey, Elysia, what's up? Clint, Alicia, how you what's doing? going on? Share the show. Cody out. Bailey, Clint Paul, what's going on, everybody? We got a whole bunch of people coming on. Uh, all, all in all, though, you know, everybody's going to look back at this and they'll be like, okay, so this happened. There's nothing really we're going to be able to do about this. Because technically, you know what? It's, a, it's the heat of the moment. You can't prevent him not getting hit because they're still playing. You know, like, I understand that they're down 14. But Pittsburgh is still running plays, so it's it's an actual heat of the moment type thing. But I, yeah. I'm just you know, I'm a little weirded out for the fact that yeah, Rudolph didn't get hit with very much for one. No, uh, the suspension. I I really do agree that the uh, the Garrett thing uh, is is was taken properly, was done properly in a way. I know. I agree with you 100%. I agree 100%. Dude, you fucking took your helmet and tried to bash somebody over the head with it. Uh, holy shit. But I do think I think the fight was over until Rudolph came back, went back after him. And it should have died there. Rudolph kept it going and instigated the fight. The, the, is the original instigator or initial instigator so he should have got just as fury, uh, just as severe of a suspension. Well, in the meantime, though, in the uh, kind of the other side of the coin type deal, uh, Kaepernick they they made the announcement last week that they were going to have the private workout. All thirty-two teams were invited to this workout. It just so happens like an hour before some of the requests that were made by Kaepernick were denied by the NFL. So he found a high school that he could move the workout to. Uh, A lot of the scouts didn't know about this change of scenery, so they didn't make it. Uh, Part of the deal was that the NFL wasn't supposed to be giving out any live footage of the no, workout in no. itself. Here's the, here's what like the, the, no they were they, they refused. The NFL refused any live footage. So what the, from what I've heard and this is like from Kaepernick's agent is that the NFL was putting this on and they and they just like brought it they were going to bring in a, bu- a bunch of low level scouts from from all 32 teams. And they were like, no, there's not going to be any media coverage. There's not going to be any fans. Like, no one's going to get to see this. It was going to be so private that no one would get to see this. But, like, the the NFL and these few people. And then they were going to distribute the film that they did record to the other coaches. Which, it's that's so it sounded so shady. So, after that, he was like, no, that's not what I want. He's like, I, everybody needs to be able to see this. So, he moved it last minute. And to a place 60 miles away so they could watch him. And I think he proved that he can still ball. <clears throat> from from my uh, review of the whole thing, I changed my lighting a little bit. Um, the, the, the review that I got was is that uh, he did show off the great arm still. That's usually a bonus. Uh, but being the fact that some of the throws were – uh, inconsistent in a way, like he was underthrowing guys, overthrowing guys. That's understandable because he had six receivers there uh, that he has not worked out with. Yeah. So the consistency of those guys, I, and they're all NFL caliber wide receivers. 
if you've not really practiced with a wide receiver like that in the NFL sets, I can, can I understand the whole not being in sync with guys? But overall, they say that he had a great workout. And then the message was sent back to all of the owners saying, don't be uh, afraid to sign me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the guys from ESPN, I mean, they get a little political on this. Like, because uh, I mean, it's a, it's a political, there's, there's politics in the Kaepernick saga. But they, like, one of the ESPN analysts that, went, that saw it, he's like, well, I'll just tell you this one thing. Um, there's no, there is, there's absolutely no football related reason that Kaepernick is not playing in the NFL. I, I just really think that's kind of a little bit crazy in, in, in a lot of spots. Uh, one of the one of the spots is that I really kind of find um, a little out there is is that there are reports saying, oh, maybe he really doesn't want to play in the NFL. This was just a big gimmick. That yeah. uh, I, I mean, overall, it took a lot of balls for them to say three years later we're going to run this lovely little uh, workout. Uh, he he did thank the Atlanta Falcons for giving them. Uh, the facility to originally do it in, mm-hmm. but because of the limits of the NFL not being to allow the footage to get out, I think was uh, a big mistake on their part. Oh no, and that's I think that's why he moved the thing and the whole the whole re- the whole reason he moved it. He's like, you mean that I'm gonna do this? You're get- so that's where that's where we th- I think that like the NFL was just doing this to shut him up. Like oh look we gave you a playout no, playoff and nobody wanted you because there's really no game there's no footage of it and so it's like they're gonna distrib- distribute the footage to the coaches like that just sounds like oh yeah you go do this and yeah we'll send it off for you and we'll get all that taken care of he's like and then he thought no I want I want fans to be able because fans saw him like he wanted the public to be able to see that he could still do this and that's what like bothered him. Was he like the NFL is going to keep this so hush hush that they're doing this? They're saying they're going to do this as a um, publicity stunt, and then nothing's going to ever come out of it. They're like, "Oh well, he's a little rusty, and he just didn't have what it takes." So now that he proves that he should be playing in the NFL, and uh, and everybody saw it, now that's where he's trying. I don't know if he's trying to if he doesn't want to play in the NFL, and he's just trying to prove like, "Yeah, I was blacklisted because I protested." Well, we have a comment from Clint saying, uh, Cap understandably does, doesn't trust the NFL, but this charade was ridiculous. He never really wanted back in the NFL, just wanted his name back on TV. He doesn't have to, he, he need, doesn't need his, his, he doesn't need this to be back on TV. He did the Nike commercial last year. He's still raking in buco dollars for that. Uh, so it, it I, I don't see that. He still has so many endorsements that I don't think that that's it. I think, if anything, I'll agree with you that I don't know if he really wants to play in the NFL, but he wanted to prove to everybody that I can still play in the NFL, and the reason I'm not in the NFL is has nothing to do with my football qual- or my football skills. To me personally, even if, let's say, uh, that this workout was – beneficial to him yeah we go over it every week how many teams are in need of a quarterback god and and, like, and half the teams weren't there that's kind of think what it kind of may he might have screwed himself because i don't think half the teams were there that really need him cincinnati was there Woo, they need him yeah but but the other point of it was is that 
if originally he did stay in that other spot, right? The yeah. Atlanta, the, the, the Falcons practice facility, which obviously would have been under better conditions because that, that, that whole utility uh, facility thing is indoors. All right. So it's controlled environment. What he did was in an outdoor environment. That to me, that's a bonus. Yeah. Because the weather conditions are obviously going to change uh, the outlook of how the the whole workout's going to go. All right. But a lot of the scouts decided to not drive the sixty miles, or mm-hmm. charter a bus or a helicopter or whatever, and say, "Hey, you know what? Now he's moved this thing. Let's go check this shit out." And they're going to go back to their owners and be like, okay, well, you know what? The footage is already public. Watch it on YouTube or Twitch or or the Channel 7 News because it's all going to be there. And and that's they, they pretty much just got out of a job of doing that. Like, I, I understand if you're looking at having a player back, but... I mean, under those those circumstances, how do you send the message back? Oh yeah, don't be afraid to sign me, or don't yeah. be afraid to check out this. Don't be afraid to check out that. It makes no sense. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like it it was it was really bizarre. The whole thing was kind of bizarre. And so what? So now we've got they they've given Cap this. Uh, so now that's just they're gonna sweep him back under the rug again. Um. Yeah, Clint, I think Clint's got a comment. You don't go to a job interview wearing a slave shirt and doing everything on your on your terms only if you actually want the job. In this case, though, you know what? Yeah, in this case, that's not that's not. Look, you have to stop thinking of the NFL as a regular job because it's not. You play a you play sports ball for money. It's not a regular job. Obviously, if we're looking at it, they, I mean, they don't need the, they're not looking exactly for the most moral individuals in the world, i.e. the dude that bashed somebody over the head with a helmet on Thursday. So, I mean, it's not like it's, I don't, I don't think it matters. Was he wearing a slave shirt? I don't think so. I thought he was wearing a Nike shirt. Uh, Just do it. I thought it was just a black Nike sleeve shirt, sleeveless shirt. Yeah, like the performance uh, workout shirt. That's what I really so, thought. So, but was, so but. that's that's really not really valid because he never said anything about. He, there's no. I mean, that, yeah, that that argument's not valid. I mean, it would have been a little bit more weird if he would have showed up in a pair of Birkenstocks and was throwing it, a, a pair around. of Birkenstocks and dreadlocks and like started. You know, he walked out to um, Dave Matthews or something like that. That would have been a little weird, but he didn't. He walked out. Walked out there, played. Got the feel of all the guys that he's playing with, and then had a successful workout for about an hour, and showed people that he still does. He's still able to play football. So, I mean, that 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 would turn us into politics. So, so what's the reason he's not getting a job? Well, you know what? The only thing that I found wrong with the workout was obviously he was throwing the ball without pads. It's yeah. obviously a lot easier to throw the ball without pads. And I, I personally would have rather seen him throw with equipment on a helmet, the pads, even if it's one of those like cheap $10 freaking practice jerseys, throw that on and, and then throw people, show people that you can throw the ball because you're pretty much throwing freely without it. Oh, he said he was wearing a Kunta Kente shirt and told the NFL to stop running. When he was literally the one who ran and changed the facility, I don't think I don't consider what he did as running. I think he was trying to get an actual fair shot, and 
I don't know if he got it. I don't know. I, I don't, we'll see what happens with it. That's all I know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But it's his tryout, so he can wear what he wants to wear. I mean, he doesn't have a team. This so is I true. don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't really care what the guy wears. Like, did we care when Dennis Rodman had multiple piercings and dyed his hair color? No. We care. We all we cared about was that he was a badass defensive player. I'm not saying that Colin Kaepernick and De Dennis Rodman are the same thing, but what I'm saying is, is like, what does it matter what the guy wears or looks like if he can play the fucking game? Then let him play the fucking game. I, I really do see this as going to be like some type of an issue down the line, though. I really I think so too. I I have a feeling. I mean, we haven't heard the last of it. All right, but, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's see here. Were there any other really big uh, news lines here? Oh, Dolphins cut Walton after aggravated battery charge. Apparently, there's 21 counts to this lovely experience for uh, Mark Walton, formerly now of the uh, Miami Dolphins. Formerly of the, the the player formerly known as the Miami Dolphins. Yes. <laughs> well, you can't beat people. 21 counts though who the fuck did he beat up i apparently it was his girlfriend 21 times apparently so or did he I hit her 21 times uh, well unless they counted each charge as a as a as a pounding every paddling well it says here, that was uh, insensitive. I'm in, sorry. The, in the article on here because it happened in obviously florida oh he beat his pregnant girlfriend oh the old tyree kill Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I did read, though, that, that, that he got arrested on, like, 20, 21 accounts. The 21 oh, the charges. 21. Okay, so Clint says that the um, the 21 was because uh, there was a child involved. Joy. Is it a child? Because I was told it's a fetus until it's born. Uh, that's I guess a whole it, nother podcast. Uh, yeah, that 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 maybe that'll happen on Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but he is uh, currently serving a four-game suspension stemming from three arrests he had last year, and uh, like his numbers weren't really that great. He only had, uh, let's see here, two hundred and one yards on fifty-three carries. So he really wasn't that great to be playing on the Dolphins, but yeah, he, yeah. Got, he got arrested. I think that's pretty much well, it on the news. Cause, uh, yeah, don't beat your pregnant girlfriend. You will go to jail. Just, oh my God. I don't know. Like, I, I can't deal with you. Don't beat your girlfriend even if she's not pregnant. You'll go to jail, and it's not very nice. I just can't deal with people. Uh, really I, can't. I can't. Like, what's the point of this? Like why would you? Why, are you that mad? Apparently they are. I guess. All right, so uh, we do have a uh, full slate since we were not here on Friday. Yeah, we're. I was tired from work, and Ricky was recovering. Still was recovering. Still, I have to add my camera in on this one. Whoopsie! Forgot to do that. Jesus H Christ. <laughs> I, I told you, when is there never a fucking huge fail on this show? Uh, it's not quite the fail. Yeah, well, we, if we didn't have freaking microphones, they were chopping up and shit. It, it didn't happen. It happens. Yeah, at least I'm see-through. 
There you go. All right. All right. So uh, starting off with, uh, obviously, that lovely show of a game on Thursday night. We had Pittsburgh and Cleveland in Cleveland. Browns 21, Steelers 7. I'm sorry to tell you, like, I, I really could not watch this game Thursday night. I couldn't. I really had no faith in this game whatsoever. Well, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you did because it was awesome. I mean, the end was pretty damn badass. I, I think that was the only great part of the game because I watched the highlights when I got back from dinner, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, um, this this game is pretty." Oh, ooh, there's a fight. Ooh, that's like a freaking twenty car pileup in NASCAR. Even better. Mm-hmm. But um, all in all, Cleveland wins. They go up to four and six. Steelers are now at five and five. Steelers, I believe, are three games behind the Ravens in the division. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, besides that, nothing really sparkling in numbers came out of this game. Oh, wait, yeah, Odell had one catch for 43 yards out of his Good total for six. him. All right, Sunday slate, Atlanta at Carolina. Now, uh, we were we were kind of screaming in the chat a little bit, trying to figure out what was going on in certain places. What the hell happened to Carolina? I have no idea. Because all of a sudden, the Falcons are now actually an NFL team. Well, like they're three and seven. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes, but this, this is now two games in a row where they've actually identified as an NFL team. Yeah. No, they did. I mean... It was very interesting. It was surprising, to say the least, that they just all of a sudden were like, hey, guys, we're still here. Well, that'd be too little too late for the playoffs, but... I mean, they, I mean, God forbid that they actually win the next six games. They yeah. can finish with a winning record. But uh, they, they did hold down Christian McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey did have 191 yards total offense. Matt Ryan throws for over 300 again. He... Calvin Ridley had 143 yards and a touchdown. Unbel- I, I got to tell you, though, I- I'm, I'm, it-, it may not be the time to actually pick against the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe not. It may be not. NFL.com is advertising that there are still tickets available for Raiders versus Jets at MetLife on Sunday. Oh, well, that's awesome. <laughs> Those tickets would be like dirt cheap. I'm sure they would. Catch a catch a red eye. Let's go. Oh, I'm good, I'll, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear the I'll wear the uh, the Woodson jersey. There you go. All right. Next up was uh, Dem Boys, Dallas Cowboys traveling to. Don't ever say Detroit. Dem Boys in my presence ever again. Can I say that if it was the wrestling term then? Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, final score was Dallas 35, Lions 27. Uh, Dallas had full control of this game for a while. Detroit came roaring back, fell short by eight. It's now game two that Matt Stafford is not playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, from the likes of it, he's not going to be playing till probably next year. Very true. So... I hate to see that with the Lions because they are actually a good team. They just have had – they've kind of had a, sh- a shit season. They've, they've been playing a lot of really challenging teams. Uh, I don't think Driscoll did bad. 
I mean, I really don't. I mean, he threw for 209, got two touchdowns out of the deal. Uh, Prescott looked amazing. And it's funny because uh, Amari Cooper didn't play uh, half the snaps of the game. Well, good. That guy can go fuck off. Well, that's because he was a former Raider now. That's right. He can kiss my ass. But uh, overall, Zeke Elliott, 45 yards rushing. I can kind of see now that they're getting away from the run game, which is a little weird. I mean, you just paid homeboy a boatload of money, and he's not even getting 50 yards rushing. That that seems like an issue. Yeah, I think that's uh, there that that's a little that's that's very tough for them. I I feel I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys because they spent all that money on Ezekiel Elliott, and he's just like he's like, well, I got I've been paid, bitch, and then uh, he's not been doing anything. All right, well, uh, we've got uh, Jacksonville flying up to Indy. Final score, Colts 33, Jaguars 13. Nick Foles, again, behind center, 296, two scores. Leonard Fournette, who they've been kind of leaning on in the uh, Minshew era, only Mm -hmm. had uh, 23 yards rushing. Uh, Jacoby Brissett made his return, had 148. Uh, Key note in this game, Marlon Mack broke his hand Mm -hmm. halfway through this game. Uh, they had Jeremy Williams come in and cover for him for 116 yards rushing. Uh, Mac is supposed to be out, I think, four to six weeks with the broken hand. It's the hand that he majority carries the ball with. Oh, so, no. Uh, that's a big hit for Indy. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I think maybe they should have kind of let Minshew stay as the starter. I understand that they, they pay Foles $88 million. Uh, but I don't think they have won a game in his return. I don't think he's made eighty. I don't think he's he's even semi earned eighty eight million dollars. It is good to see that Brissett's back for Indy. Um, I, I was really happy about that. He did. He didn't throw that great, but he's coming off an injury. Um, he got the you know he did get the one touchdown, but I I. I still think the Colts have a chance this year. I mean, they're still they're still looking all right. I don't understand what Jacksonville's doing. Why you bring Nick Foles back into the game? I know he was you. You paid him so much money, but Mishnu or Mishu Mishnu, however the hell you say that guy's last name, I think he was doing great. I mean, I think you found something in. You know, they 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 found they really have something there. And so if Nick Foles has been hurt, well, and this guy's doing great, why do you why do you cool the like why do you pour water on the fire? This I mean, the record doesn't say they were doing great, but he was actually playing fairly well. He's been playing fairly well. And I think he's a really good go-to for Jacksonville. I think I think that's the guy they need to like start leaning on uh, and maybe possibly kick Foles to the curb. I'm not sure what his contract states uh, but I think Mishu is a good guy to, to to gamble with. Well, in in, in all of the, uh, the the hype though, Jacksonville's at four and six. Colts are at six and four. I believe the Colts are still leading the division mm-hmm. because of of a game that uh, came up later on. Uh, but we did have Buffalo flying down to Miami. Buffalo's offense finally did something. They finally did something, winning thirty seven to twenty. Dolphins two game winning streak over. 
<laughs> the two yeah. game winning streak. Fucking pathetic. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> you're supposed to be pathetic. tanking for the number one pick. Yeah. The fucking lowly Cincinnati Bengals have got that that, that pick now. Uh, Josh Allen, 256 and three scores. Singletary had 73 yards rushing. Uh, in the loss, fit Ryan Fitzpatrick, the bearded bastard. Um, 323 with no touchdowns. Uh, their, their leading rusher only ran for nine yards. I'm sorry. Ballage. 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 I, I, I could run Ball for fucking nine yards. Horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. And uh, our co-host is watching in the chat. Uh, along with uh, 20 other people. Thanks for tuning in. 22. Shout out to all of you wonderful folks. Share it out. Share it. I'm not spending a lot of time on this game because Miami is supposed no. to be like the you just dump, dumpster fire on the planet. Okay. This game, I did not watch, but I was in. I wish I had to see what the hell happened to Houston. Well, apparently... This is Deshaun Watson's f- worst loss ever playing football. Uh, he yeah. did not get beaten this bad in college, and he has not gotten beaten this bad in the NFL. And they only put up the seven points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, um, uh, again, Lamar th- Jackson, 222 yards passing, threw for four scores. Ran for, I believe, another 80 yards. The Houston is not what everybody cracked them up to be this year. Uh, again, I heard that rumor saying that they were the new Patriots. Um, I don't believe it's it. Not anywhere close. They're nowhere close. They have a similar color scheme, yes, but they're not the new Patriots. No, nothing close at all. Uh, no, and that's why I was very let down by John Watson and Hyde. I mean, I, I thought they would do way better. I thought this was actually going to be a game. And again, the uh, OPI, for those people who don't know what OPI is, offensive pass interference. There was a huge, huge call in this game where DeAndre Hopkins got screwed with. They didn't throw the flag. Houston challenged it. They still didn't overturn it. Okay? It was a blatant pass interference call and this is where again like i think i said two weeks ago how are we really now truly defining what offensive pass interference is if you get a blatant call where the guy is being hugged in the fucking end zone and being prevented from catching the ball and they're not calling it yeah so what was the point of even having this review or this, uh, you know, potential challenge. Exactly, that's the problem. I, know, it's I have stupid. And there were quite a few times over quite a few games that I did watch throughout the weekend where these instances happen, and teams are getting destroyed because they know the rule, and the referees are just not changing it. Hmm. Agreed. So I, I have no idea why they they did that, but it could have been very pit, uh, pivotal if this call is done because it gives Houston a better scoring chance, and that was I think probably the dark turning point of the game. Yep, definitely. I don't know. <laughs> Ravens do a move to eight and two. Texans are six and four. 
Uh, they, still, they still got a chance. Indy does have the tiebreaker. That's why they're in first. Ah. Uh, All right. Minnesota and Denver. Let's talk about this shithole of a game. You know, Ricky, I haven't seen a game like the Broncos and Vikings game since the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl last. And you know, you, you holy know, shit. And I know when you're excited, when you put a message up, when you use multiple exclamation points and question marks, and you were like, what the fuck is happening in Minnesota? It wasn't one of the games that I had tuned into originally. But then when you said that, I tuned in and saw Denver was up 20. 20 to 7. I was like, wow, what the fuck is really going on here? Well, they have the new guy in there. Like, he's, they should have, I mean, I like this guy. 240 yards for one touchdown, but, you know, the guy is a good quarterback. I think he's got the potential to be a decent quarterback. Um, And Brock, the Denver was playing a great game. I was like, holy shit, they're gonna, they might beat the Vikings. What the fuck is going on in this world? And then uh, the fourth quarter happened, and I was Denver showed back. Denver showed up to play finally, and four unanswered touchdowns. Holy shit! Well, there was a there was a stat uh, for this year that they went into the fourth quarter winning, and the five that was five times that they went into the fourth quarter where they were winning. And they blew all five of the leads that they had in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of their, their, I think it was, it also rated up there since 2015, one of the biggest leads lost in the fourth, fourth quarter. Since the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. I was laughing so hard because, you know, I've got my buddy Corey's the bit, a diehard Broncos fan, and I was kind of happy for him. Their team sucks this year. And I was like, hey, man, he had to work on Sunday because he's doing this whole, like, work for two weeks and he's off for a week thing. So I was like, dude, the fucking Broncos are kicking the shit out of the Vikings right now. And he's like, what? No way. I'm at work. And he's like, what's the score? Like, halftime, 20 to 7. He's like, oh, my God. So he starts flipping out, and then he gets to the fourth quarter. <laughs> and wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Just kicking the dick to Denver. Fuck you. Vikings go 8-3 and three for the season. Well, Dalvin Cook only got held to 26 yards rushing. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 121 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph had a really fucking decent game in this, mm-hmm. this whole setup. Uh, now there's talk of Kirk Cousins going in the MVP race. Um, I'm not exactly sure if uh, he's really up there, but for 8-3, and three, I'm pretty sure his numbers are halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he just threw for 319 yards and three touchdowns. Well, being so the Kirk fact that Cousins they went down like back out of his little seven. slump that he was in. Yeah. You kind of hope and pray that they uh, they get back together like that. Yeah. But uh, overall, great game. Uh, I was pretty impressed that uh, Minnesota does have the uh, cojones to come back. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we move on to another garbage game. Jesus Christ. Jets 34, Washington Redskins 17. Now, the only thing I could really kind of take out of this game, okay, is that Dwayne Haskins 
was running around on the sidelines asking his offensive line for help. They were not protecting him. Apparently, they're, again, just there for the paycheck. But he was screaming at his entire offense to help him out. And, uh, yeah, none of the help really came until the fourth quarter. And I think Dwayne Haskins is – I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a bad quarterback either. I just think he's on a terrible team. He had a terrible coach. And I just I, – I don't know. Like, you know, man, Washington is so bad. They're so bad that – but I don't – man. Number two pick in the NFL draft. Yep. Let's just say it that way now. Yeah. Uh, Darnold did actually look pretty normal in the game. 293, four touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell, only 60 yards rushing, but that's he about- did have a uh, two-yard touchdown. But and, that's the uh, whole thing. They don't like, their, their coach does not like him and does not did not want him on the offense. So that's kind of a given. He probably didn't have that many that, that many looks or that many plays. Then we move on to uh, our, well, well, our uh, co-host is on the IR tonight, the same way I was last week. Uh, Saints and Buccaneers, 34-17 final. If Elysia is still in the chat, I'm pretty sure they might harass each other. Uh, yeah, probably. Drew Brees, 228, three scores. Camaro made his return, 75 yards rushing. Uh, Michael Thomas, 114 yards and a score. Jameis Winston, 313 and two scores. Uh, he did get injured in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He was running around limping all over the field. It was just, he. there was a hit to the lower part, just underneath his knees on a interception, I believe, and then, uh, or an incomplete pass. And then he went running around to try to get the pick six back. And uh, yeah, he couldn't get there. But uh, overall, Saints and Bucks, this was actually a fairly close game. Uh, not like the way this, the score is showing, though. That's the only thing I can say about it. There we go. Okay, next game. Did did you watch this game? Yeah, I watched. Well, it was going on. It, it was on during my game, but I watched a little bit of it, and we're all sitting there at the bar just like, like what the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on? Because first, it was like 16 to nothing. Or no, it was like 16 to 7. And then, or was it 16 to nothing? I think the, I think the Cardinals a, came out firing. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And we're like, what the hell's going on? What is really happening right now? And then I, the second time I looked up, it, it was like 16 or 19 to 16 or to 19 to 10 or something like that. And then I, the next, I, I think it was after halftime. I think it was in the middle of the, uh, the fourth quarter. And I looked back up and I was like, oh, that order has been restored. <laughs> they were and the the 49ers were whooping that ass. But still, you only beat a te- like you only beat the Arizona Cardinals by 10 points. Uh you guys need to go look at some game film. Uh it, it, for sure, but gr- Jimmy G had a good game, man. This was his four- best career game. Best career game, 424 yards, four touchdowns. Holy shit. Now, Great game uh, for him. The, the one thing I am noticing here is that San Francisco's leading rusher 
only had 14 yards on the ground. Yeah. I, I will say, though, I think Kenyon Drake being away from the uh, Miami Dolphins is had got a better home now. It's not a better team, obviously, because uh, the Cardinals are now 3-7-1. and one. But uh, they're they're really breaking it up between Kenyon Drake and uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be, uh, if that team can gel together a little bit more, Cardinals may actually do something next year. They could. They could. But this was another another fright for the 49ers, though. Oh, yeah. Especially coming off the loss. That was a, that, that was a real wake-up call that they don't have it that easy. I mean, it, but it, it goes to show in this next game we're talking about can go to show that, like, any any team can beat another team on Sunday, and you never know what's going to happen out there because it's, it, 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 it's the NFL. Shit gets crazy out there. I mean, it, it's it's really unpredictable, like this game here, Cincinnati at Oakland. Oakland should have run away with this game. This We should be talking about 31 to 10, but somehow the Bengals defense showed up to play and we weren't prepared for it. I blame this on we're in a race with the, with the Chiefs right now for the AFC West. We've got the Bengals and the Jets, two teams that are doing terrible this year. So I think they kind of looked over their look. They looked over the Bengals and we're looking more and we're just kind of like focusing more on like what they got to do with the Chiefs. And they could, they almost, but it, thank God the Bengals are so bad that uh, even though we overlooked their uh, overlooked them quite a bit, we were still able to capitalize on that game. Derek Carr threw for 292. Uh, it's a 10 point, uh, what is he? 10.1 yards per game or per, per throw. Uh, scored a touchdown, a QB sneak touchdown. And, you know, Josh Jacobs did 112 yards. Terrell Williams did 82 yards. I mean, the evenly, they played evenly, but they just weren't prepared. Uh, and the offensive line, was, don't, I don't think they were prepared for the opposition that the Bengals brought to them. And here's the thing, like, going into this, like, the the yeah, we all laugh at the Cincinnati Bengals because they're, they're freaking terrible. They're 0-10. But now when we start getting into the later parts of the season – this is a team you guys need to the other teams need to be terrified about. They 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 have nothing to lose. They seriously have nothing to lose and would like to win one game. And so they're going and they played their balls off. They really did. Um but you know, fortunately the Raiders came out uh, came out on top by by touchdown on an extra point. Uh, but I, I still say like, I was not expecting us to get that, that Bengals team on Sunday. I don't think anybody else was. So, well, there was actually a Joe Mixon sighting cause he ran for yeah, uh, he scored his, yards and a score. He scored his first, uh, his first touchdown, no, the, the Bengals first touchdown by a running back this year, which is crazy. And now these t- this team has lost 12 games. They have not won a game since they played the Raiders last year. Well, moving on, because this was actually the uh, 
one of the last games for the four o'clock slate. Mm-hmm. It was New England coming off of a bye week, visiting Philly, who came off of a bye week. And the uh, final score was 17 10 Pats. Pats move up to nine and one. Philly, five and five. Glorious opportunity for the Eagles to stay in the NFC East race. Uh, Chokesville on that point. Yeah. Uh, Philly did have a 10 0 lead in the game. New England did come back with 17 unanswered. Uh, the offense for the Pats, again, the offensive line is an issue. Cannot yeah. get the running game going, for one. Defense on that long 90 plus yard drive that Philly had, they kind of tied it down after that. Because Philly, I think at one point, only had like 40 yards total offense going into like the fourth quarter. Um, Brady was not happy after this game. I will say that uh, one of his lowest, Me. one Me. of his lowest passing games. Me. Uh, Edelman did drop a potential touchdown catch on one of the drives that they ended up kicking a field goal on. Overall, both teams looked like utter shit. Oh yeah, both teams looked like crap. Uh, like it was, it they, was an exciting game because the you know the 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 Patriots had the potential to lose, but it really wasn't a very exciting game. Nobody really took advantage of the game, though. That was no. the, the, the major thing, is that nobody really stepped up and said, hey, you know what, like, we're going to take charge of this game, and uh, neither team did. Neither team did, because both it, of them It, it, it kind of remind me of the Super Bowl last year. It's like the, like, the Patriots are going to do good enough to win, but it's not. there's nothing wowing you. It's just going to be like, eh, it's an ugly win. I mean, the same, kind of the same thing that the, with the Raiders and the Bengals. Like, I, but I mean, that was weird. That's a weirder like win win difference. But uh, it's just like ah, they just kind of phoned it in and happened to win the game. And I kind I kind of feel that was the same way with New England versus uh, against Philadelphia. It was just it was it was one of those games. Like I was not sitting uh, comfortable at the beginning of the game. And then uh, I watched pretty much like slugfest of uh, ants duke each other out yeah. for, for three quarters after that because it was just misery. It was. It was not a game that you could really get tremendously excited about. No. Speaking of not exciting, <laughs> Chicago and L.A., Sunday Night Football, Bears lose 17-7 to the Rams. Uh, both teams look like they could go into a one-legged ass-kicking contest and lose. Yeah. Uh, Rams offense still kind of uh, lost. Bears even worse. Trubisky did get benched in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and it's Thank funny. God. Well, it, it's kind of funny because they're saying through Sunday Night Football that there's no re- – they didn't get any info – from the media team of the Chicago Bears saying why Trubisky was taken out of the game. Then I'm reading somehow during after the game, he supposedly has a hip injury. If that's what you want to call it, I'll find it good. But Trubisky looked like garbage. Absolute garbage. And this is now, I think, the second week in a row that they've had more than uh, double digits offense in the first half. Yeah. Because it was like 9 and 15, and then all of a sudden they started scoring again. 
uh, I, th- these two games are these two teams are in a load of trouble if they make the playoffs. Well, I don't think we have there's there's a threat for the Bears to make the playoffs. The Rams have the potential, uh, but I don't see it happening. Overall, though, um, uh, another snooze fest on what a waste of a Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah, you you kind of expected maybe like the Rams to put up thirty points, but uh, no, no. Monday night football. This Great game was game. exciting. This game was exciting. It was very exciting. Very exciting to watch Philip Rivers throw 353 yards and lose the fucking game and throw four picks. <laughs> just four just, picks. Just just that throw is four the That's like one of the I think that's the most this season for any quarterbacks. Seven picks within two weeks. Just obscene. That's the only thing I can say about this. It, it was uh, it was it was ridiculous, man. He threw three against the Raiders, and now four against the Chiefs. One being the potential tying tying touchdown. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro! Like, you are hot garbage. Three hundred and fifty three yards, and you only got one touchdown, and then you have four interceptions. I don't understand this. Do not understand this. But shout out to the Chargers defense who shut Mahomes the fuck down. Well, let's kind of talk about the Chiefs a little bit on this. Uh, Because by the time that we reached the fourth quarter, they were down to one running back. Yeah. One. And it just... I'm pretty sure what's his name? Uh, um, Williams. He broke a rib, didn't he? I believe he did break a rib, and they really didn't uh, give a reason why uh, Shady McCoy came out. But yeah. they had only dressed three running backs for the game, and uh, that that was that was bad juju in the fourth quarter for them. Well, Tyreek Hill went out that game too. He went out in the first quarter. Yeah, which was kind of insane. And I'm, I'm watching my my fantasy team, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm dying here. I am really dying here. Pretty much. And uh, Alicia is saying you have one job, throw to your players. She, he did, but they were just picked off. That, that was but he terrible league. throws. And I mean, I think that, uh, like, you know, the Chargers, they picked off Mahomes, what, twice? Yeah. That first one that they picked him off, that, that guy snagged that ball, dude. That was the most amazing interception I think I've seen all season. And he just, I mean, he just ripped it out from in front of him and just like, you know, fuck you. I'm taking your lunch money. And and so I thought the Chargers defense played so good. And then their quarterback plays so bad. It was terrible. Melvin Gordon did. I thought Melvin Gordon did great. And he only had 69 yards, but the Chargers don't have that much of an offensive line, which he should actually have had more because... Jesus Christ, the Chiefs' rushing defense is not good. Yeah, but they also, the Chargers didn't have both their tackles. No. They had backups playing. Two rookies, yeah. But, you know, it's funny, though, because, like, you you kind of make the comparison from what you saw Sunday night with the Rams with having the two young guys on the right side of their offense. Mm-hmm. The Chargers did not get that same luck. They no. did not get that same luck. And uh, Clark rushed off that left side and they didn't give that guy any help whatsoever no anybody who was playing on the left side got no help no one whatsoever and but i mean 
I don't know. This is this game is going to go ahead and prove like, prove my point when I say that Philip Rivers is the most overrated quarterback that I've ever seen in the NFL. It's terrible. I mean, it's absolutely. I I could not believe it when they got I and mean, you get all the way to the one yard line with eight or twenty seconds to go, and you throw a pick when he had two other guys. He did not look to the left side of the field because he had two guys wide open. It was ridiculous. All right. So after all of those lovely games that we actually just went over, uh, uh-huh. the, the buy teams were the giants, the Packers, the Seahawks and the Titans. Yeah. Thank God. The Packers are going to be back this week. Cause they actually have a good fucking game on the schedule. I. Uh, We'll mention it again Friday. Uh, the bye week starts off this week with Arizona, Kansas City, the Chargers, because they're still homeless, and the Vikings. Yeah. So that's two. Uh, there's two top offenses we won't see a lot out of for uh, the week. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, however, is the battle for the division in the Central. It's the Colts at Texans. This should be a good game. I hope it's a good game. Well, I think the Texans are going to be riled up coming off of this this crushing loss against Baltimore. And, you know, the Colts, they got they kind of got smacked around last week. And now that, you know, came over uh, – Came over the Jags. They played the Jags, right? I think that's the game I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, they played the Jags. We just, even though we just talked about it. Uh, yeah, they they came over the Jags. I think they're going to have, I think this is going to be a good game. I have a feeling that this is going to be a good game this week. Well, Vegas has the game as Houston as the home favorite, Indy getting four. Okay. So. All in all, I think the one main concern to look at the game in itself, uh, how are the Texans going to like bounce back from this, for one? Two, what are the Colts going to do without Marlon Mack? Mm-hmm. He's gonna, That's he's a very out, good question. He is out indefinitely. There is no timetable. To, to me, there should be no timetable on his return. Uh, so that's really going to kill... Indy's run game, I would think. If the Texans are favored by four, then I, I'm kind of thinking that they're they're doubting the Colts' run game at this point. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller is questionable to come back, so that should make life a little bit more interesting. Oh, I don't know, man. Like this, yeah, I don't either. This is kind of one of those... Uh, it's it's kind of one of those weird ones. It is going to be a weird. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, they do have Brissett back, but you're right. They don't. Mac is out of the game. Uh, I'm going to go Texans on this. All right. I think they're going to have they're going to have a fire in their in their souls after that loss to Baltimore. God, that wasn't even a loss, dude. That was just. That was, that was a mud that was, stomping. That was somebody playing Madden on national TV. <coughs> That's exactly yeah. what that was. was on Madden. easy. Yeah, on easy. Oh. Um, you know what? I'm going to stay with the Colts. Okay. 
And the only reason why I'm going to stay with the Colts is is Max replacements on Sunday more than did enough to carry the load, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Williams did have 116 yards in relief of Mac after he broke his hand. I don't think this is going to be another blowout win, or I should say a blowout loss for the Texans. I, I believe earlier this year, uh, Indy did win, but barely. Yeah, it was a seven-point win. And I believe Brissett threw four touchdowns in that game. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Colts. I think they can they can sustain it all. They've won the last three, including the matchup earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I know Mac is was one of the leading rushers of the NFL. You lose that, but if they have ca- capable backups, I'm just gonna run with those. That sounds good. We're at least we're split on this one. Yeah. I'll get I'll get some heat for it. I know I will. But that's how that works. But that's how that works. All righty. So uh, that's it for the Tuesday night edition. The uh, Tuesday night edition. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will hopefully get a second show through this week. Hopefully. Yeah, I think I think we should be good to go on Friday. Um, that way we can get Nick in here, do a rundown of the games for the for Sunday, and then I think we should be good. All righty, till uh, Friday nine thirty Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we do have Pain Train Pipe Bomb back this week, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time, to only be preemptively fucked by Thanksgiving next week. But uh, yeah, we'll figure all of that out. Uh, but till then, we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Alex Aldape, Todd Rosenfeld, and Nicholas Russell. Enjoy the show.